listening to The Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grounds community supported. Join your hosts, Heather Dyer, Sarah Somer Sundrum, and Aaron Walker. Hey, mamas, what's cooking today? This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications. No referral necessary. And just a reminder, Alberta Health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrist.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. To three kitchens. We're back again. I'm Heather. I'm here with Aaron and Sarah. Hello, ladies. Hello. And um, Aaron made us uh, uh, yeah. a treat. Well, I, <laughs> I treat. don't know if it was a treat. <laughs> so, so the persimmon pudding that I made a couple episodes back, I did not get the persimmon flavor right out of it. It was a very. It tasted like Christmas pumpkin pie kind of flavors. Which mm-hmm. was delicious. Which was is delicious. not bad. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, like, oh, boo-hoo. But I yeah. really wanted to try and find something that was very persimmony. Okay. Well, because we were all like, what is the flavor of this? What does thing? the persimmon taste like? Yeah. We and didn't so really get the it answer. It really masked. <laughs> yeah. It was good, though. It was delicious. It was good. Just mm-hmm. not expected. Right. Anyway, so I went online and I was like, well, maybe I can make a persimmon jam. And they said, oh, persimmons are really high in pectin. Uh, so I didn't have to buy pectin for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the persimmon goo. So pass everything through a sieve and get out all the liquid. Right. And you just boil that. You add sugar and then you add lemon, a lemon, lemon that okay. you've chopped up mm-hmm. and put into the pot. So, oh, you chopped up the lemon, one lemon. Y- yeah. What? <laughs> Why she's like, yeah. I'm gonna stop there and just ask for everyone's review at this point, and then I'll tell you why I think it did what it did. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that you said lemon. There is um, on it. So lemon flavored anything. I'm not I love preserved lemons. I love all that stuff, but like with something about that lemon in there, because sometimes lemon flavored things, I don't know what it is. I don't necessarily love it. Like, you know, when we buy those vodkas, Heather, that mm-hmm. yes. have those different flavors, like grapefruit. Yeah. And so lemon would be my least favorite. So mm-hmm. I, I tasted the lemon in the persimmon jam. Yeah. And maybe that was the thing <laughs> that I would have changed. And that's all I have to say. What? That's all you have to say? Have to okay. say. Are you kidding? Okay, I don't well, want to say anything else. Why has, the this not been, why has this not been said yet? I don't know. I took <laughs> a, like a, on the tip of like a butter knife. I just scooped it out. First of all, obviously there's a shit ton of pectin in there because yes. that is a solid jam, my friends. It, it is like... <laughs> It is like jellied, like, and then, so I put it in my mouth and I was like, what the fuck did 
I texted Aaron <laughs> because I felt like it was never mind the taste. It tastes good. The f- feeling of it, I felt like fuzz just sprouted on my <laughs> tongue and the roof of my mouth. It felt furry for like 20 minutes after I had this little taste of it. And I was so shocked because I was not expecting this that I just, I started laughing and I couldn't stop. And I was laughing aloud, like, like for, I don't know how long afterwards, every time I thought of it, I kept, I started laughing. It's like, what made it feel like that? So here's what I think the problem was. <laughs> Sorry. That's so weird. When you said you put a spoonful in your mouth, I immediately was like, oh no, I should have sent her a warning not to eat it by the spoonful. Well, it wasn't something... a spoonful. It was like a, but it was a bit. Half More a teaspoon, than just maybe? a little taste was not a good idea. <laughs> so when I made it, it was the second batch of jam that I was working on at like eight o'clock at night. So I don't think I totally had my wits about me at this point. I was just kind of like clunking through the recipe being like, okay, let's just get this done. Let's just, you can do this. <laughs> and so I put the persimmon and everything into the pot and started boiling it up and put the, there was lemon juice. And then, mm. so half of a lemon was juiced. And then that half, after you juiced it, you were supposed to dice it up and put it in the pan and boil it okay. all together. And I did that. And then it said, once it's cooked for... 30 to 50 minutes, I think 45 minutes, I let it cook for until everything looked really saw. It said, blend the contents of your pot Mm -hmm. and pour it into jars. There you go. Part of me was like, huh, blending up the lemon peels. But I didn't stop and think to taste it before I did that. Because I think the reason that it made our mouths feel like buzz... Like there's fun fur coating your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Like you licked a velvet shirt. Yes. (laughs) Not that I've ever done that. I'm quite sure I have not, but it's okay. But now you know how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can touch velvet and imagine what it would be like to lick it. Yeah. (laughs) So it was either because I put the lemon peel in there and it made it really bitter and weird or like I think my persimmons were water baggy enough but maybe they weren't ripened enough <laughs> oh, right the water bag and this water is bags. what the astringent persimmon is like right and nobody has really described to me what an astringent persimmon tastes like but they're like once you put it in your mouth you know because you're <laughs> you will know and we so know maybe now. maybe the persimmons were still astringent. Oh, I didn't geez. taste it before I blended the lemon peel in. So I don't know if it was the fault of the lemon peel or the actual persimmon itself. Mm. I can't tell you. Maybe both. So, maybe together they react or something. Together. <laughs> Sorry. I can't even. <laughs> so I will not be insulted when you just put that down your compost bin. Okay. So then, then later on, my husband pulls it out of the fridge and says, yeah. Oh, what's this? He's like, oh, no, always when there's something homemade, he's like, mm, it's gotta be good. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's this one? Doesn't have a, I don't think it was written on or whatever. No, I... And I said, Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you can try it, but just be warned. Like, just try a little. Just a and then very my, little my older son was there too. And he's like, well, I want to try. And I was like, I don't know if you're going to like it, but I, you should try. You should. So they did the same with a tiny, like little bit. And my son was like, uh, you know, when you got something in your mouth and you don't want to swallow it, but you're kind of like, oh, I, uh, he's like, he goes, what is it? Oh, yeah. 
was so funny because I knew exactly like what he was feeling. I'm like, just swallow it. Just like, it'll go away. My husband said, oh, that's really odd. But it's a shame because it tastes good. Like he really liked the flavor of it. He just seems like the, I finally know what that word mouthfeel or those two words together. Sometimes you see this word mouthfeel and I'm like, what is that exactly? Well, I think I've just learned (laughs) mouthfeel. Furry mouthfeel. Oh God. Yeah. So persimmons still have escaped (laughs) from my grasp. Not a lot of luck with. They still haven't won us over. Two strikes here. You know what? Third time's going to be the charm, ladies. Whatever I make next with persimmons is going to blow us out of the park. We just had to trip and fall over the last two. So I'm so sorry, everybody. That was just, it was so funny. Too oh, funny. I, I couldn't stop laughing at the, that oh. jam. <laughs> oh, what are you making that's going to give us mouthfeels? So <laughs> now I'm going to be worried about mouthfeel all the time. Mouthfeels. <laughs> I am making for you, for your enjoyment, a beef Wellington. Yay! I'm so excited. Somebody's doing this. Wow. Yes. I've never wow. made this before. And it's one of the, I believe it's British. I was just trying to find the history of it. It goes back to like early 1800s. It's named after the Duke of Wellington. Oh, okay. Uh, but of course. But you know, I don't Why think Why is that... it named after him? Do we know? Did he just oh. want meat wrapped in pastry? Uh, My meat must be wrapped in a pastry. <clears throat> Something to celebrate his victory of the Battle of Waterloo in 1815. But... I mean, I don't think wrapping meat, like cooking meat wrapped in pastry is, it's not just an English thing, right? No. All over the world you see. All over the world, mm-hmm. yeah. Meat mm-hmm. wrapped in pastry, right. different flavors, different fillings. Sorry, I always think of when people say beef Wellington, I always think of Hell's Kitchen. I think of Gordon Ramsay and mm. I think of him screaming, it's raw, you donkey! <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a few other flavorful words in between the that sentence but extra quacks in between quack (laughs) quack there may be a few duck quacks happening in my kitchen while I cook it just swearing at myself who knows (laughs) like that's why I've never tried it because I just I can't understand how you would cook the meat without looking and seeing and touching the meat and knowing the doneness of the meat inside the pastry so right he's gonna do this for us I'm gonna do my best so it actually has, it's not just a beef tenderloin wrapped in puff pastry and baked. There's layers of stuff. So you're browning the meat first, then it's wrapped in prosciutto, which oh, Gordon okay. Ramsay would call Parma ham, which I think is the British name for it. So you're wrapping it in that, because tenderloin doesn't have a lot of fat. So I think right. you want the extra layer with a bit of fat to it to kind of seal it then you're making something called a mushroom duck cell which uh what duck cell it's mushroom mushroom duck cell d-u-x-e-l-l-e i think it's a french oh, okay. something or other sorry it's not quack duck duck quack it's duck cell can you pronounce that better <laughs> no <laughs> is it a, isn't it like french doesn't duck it cell? have like a zin Oh my God. <laughs> all right so i mean it may not be pronounced exactly maybe i'm you know anglicizing it but i'm saying duck cell because i don't really yes. know how you say it. okay so it's 
let's see. There are chopped mushrooms that you're frying up with olive oil, thyme, and according to Gordon Ramsay's recipe, some seasoning. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> I need a little more than just some seasoning. So I'm going to have to do a bit more. Uh, like what the seasoning means salt. I, I think he just means salt. Okay. Well, yeah. it needs to salt be a to more taste. Clear. Yeah, that's it. You donkey. exactly so you're cooking it to get the moisture out of the mushroom to make like a paste so you're getting kind of like a mushroom paste reduced right yeah it's reduced and it's called a duck cell okay and you cool that then you're putting so you've got your layers you've got your pastry your prosciutto your mushroom your beef and everything is getting wrapped around so when you if you were to slice it you're gonna see those layers yeah and you said that those beef will be seared correct yes so i suppose i think tip so i believe you bake it until the pastry is done and i would imagine that that then your beef is still quite rare like i don't think you would open that up and have a well done kind of imagine right so maybe if you wanted it more well done you would sear it longer So how long is the baking time? 15 to 20 minutes until pastry is golden brown and cooked. Rest for 10. Heather, is it like, is it a bad thing to just take that big log of meat, that beef that you have, and cut it in half lengthwise and make smaller Wellingtons? So I actually was already thinking that I'm going to make individual Wellingtons as opposed to one big. So traditionally you would do the entire tenderloin ah. and then slice it. But okay. I want to do individually wrapped Smart. Ten, um, tenderloin slices, more like a tenderloin steak because ah. then you get more pastry, yeah. which is like, True. why wouldn't you want more? And like Sold. everything, it won't look exactly <laughs> the same. You won't be slicing it open and getting that beautiful ring, but I think it will cook better maybe and look and it'll be easier for me to deliver to you guys rather than having to slice it up and then you get this kind of cold meat and the juices run and all that two for me please two for you (laughs) i love steak i'll try we can put in requests for more than one serving (laughs) i'm just joking i'll see what size of beef if i (laughs) i was telling you i was at costco and i was like oh i'll go look at the tenderloin well holy man they have the giant 160 dollar beef tenderloin i was like i even half of that would have been much like that's a bit i don't know how many how many wellingtons you can make out of that puppy (laughs) but it was like whoa i recently saw a wellington recipe that somebody did on you know, Instagram's little food reels. And they had cut a pattern into the pastry that made it look like a basket weave. Wow. I know I've seen lots of beautiful ones too, but traditionally it seems to be, there's usually kind of a, it almost looks like a crosshatch sort of. And I watched the recipe. I watched Gordon Ramsay on a YouTube video, make this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he did not, he just, it was just a simple, he didn't do any embellishments to it. So maybe, I mean, you can do it however you want. I'll see how how creative I decide to be, but, (laughs) um, so there's a lot of steps. You got to make the mushrooms, I think ahead of time and cool it down because it has to cool. You do that ahead of time. And then, and can we talk about the pastry? I'd like to know what goes in that. I'm not making, are you? gonna say i'm gonna make puff pastry because i'm not oh is it puff pastry well i wasn't mm-hmm. sure so it is yeah. puff pastry okay yeah no and i, I do realize i could 
mm-hmm. attempt to make my own, but I'm not in this case because I already got enough going on and it's December. And no, that's not, I'm not making puff pastry, but Period. I'm not opposed to trying it in the future. Eventually. It's not for this one. Right. So I bought frozen puff pastry, which you can find at any, I buy, I buy the PC brand because it's yeah. pretty good at Superstore. Mm-hmm. And I'll worry more about the duxelle and the meat, <laughs> not the pastry. And also, I know we're talking about like how long to cook it and everything, but like these photos, that pastry is dark. Mm-hmm. It is not baked to like the strudel where it was very pale. Yeah, this is like enough. super dark. So it's cooking a little bit longer, baking maybe a little longer than you might otherwise bake a pastry. So that might help the meat. I don't know. It's an experiment. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Are you brushing in anything on top of the pastry before you bake it? Yes. It says brush with egg wash. So, you know, egg water and salt, which is pretty typical for puff pastry. You usually right. want a little bit of color on the top of it. Browning, and yeah. then Gordon Ramsay has a red wine sauce that he likes to serve with his. So I may look at doing that. Yes. I don't know exactly what I'll come with. <laughs> There's not a lot of season. Like when he says seasoning, if you think that's just salt, maybe it is. There's not a lot of seasoning mentioned in the recipe. It's like thyme. You've got the mushroom sauce. You've got that bruschetta. I'm not bruschetta. Prosciutto. Oh, thanks. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. I don't think I ever say that right either. <laughs> don't get me going on Italian. I, I said I bruschetta. <laughs> I went for the complete. But you've got all of those, all of those flavors going in, and you know, mushroom and prosciutto is like the very strong tasting. <laughs> prosciutto. You should call it the British Parma ham. They call Parma it that. Ham. Ma- they just call it that to make it easier for themselves to pronounce. I'm because sure they're already it. pronouncing Worcestershire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he suggests using a mixture of wild mushrooms. So I think you could get creative with what kind of mushrooms you pick too. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I hope it's cooked. <laughs> That's my only, my concern is just that the meat is cooked. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utility providers in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming, and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now is a great time for listeners to look at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice of utility providers. Park Power is happy to provide free, no-obligation comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utility bill. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Okie dokie, Heather. Shall we talk about the Wellington? I feel like I'm a little all over the place, so I apologize if <laughs> this is not very chronological. We're drinking vodka, listeners, okay? We're drinking vodka. This We're is a very different evening. Right. It's a very different uh, time of recording. Masterpiece theater. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Usually we're a little bit more refined in the morning, but I, now we're just letting loose and talking yeah. about our dinner. I'm yeah, trying to be organized, but it may not happen. Just it, just go with it. Just go with it. Post-dinner conversation. Yeah, pick up yeah. a vodka and drink with us, and then you'll understand <laughs> it better. There yes. You go. <laughs> just press pause, get half a yes. drink in you, yeah. and then join in. There you go. <laughs> okay. So I had a double dinner today because mm-hmm. I had just heated up my dinner and I just scarfed it down and then my doorbell rang. Yeah, Heather texted to say, I'm sorry for delivering food at dinner time hour. I know. What was that <laughs> and about? I was like, what? I did think of that after the fact. I was like, 
<laughs> actually isn't that the perfect time to deliver it <laughs> that seems just right to me I just thought if you had already been sitting down with your family then I'd come ringing the doorbell oh pfft. you know it's always chaos at dinner just trying to get everyone to put food in their mouths <laughs> <laughs> so I brought you an individually wrapped beef wellington mm-hmm. and a scoop of mashed potatoes you did because mm-hmm. yeah. I was making them anyway. Do we? Do, should we get into the recipe, or do you want to give your reviews first? No, you get you go for the recipe. Okay. Well, so, it depends. Do you want to hear all the praise first, or at the <laughs> end? <laughs> Let's hear it at the end. Let's get through how you make this thing. Yeah. First, I think you should definitely do it for Christmas okay. because it's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might recommend doing it in one piece the traditional recipe, because it would be so much faster and easier to just do the whole tenderloin, wrap it up, bake it, and then slice it to serve it. I'm sure there's a reason why they do it that way. Okay. So I had a fairly large tenderloin. It was like two pounds. And I decided that I was going to do these individual portions. So I seared the whole thing as Uh one piece. Okay. And then sliced it into steaks essentially right and then okay so there's a big process here so you've got your mushroom duxel which we talked about i looked mm. up the pronunciation on duxel, duxel. duxel. a u in french has a very ooh, ooh duxel, so duxel not duxel okay exactly duxel. but i i thought i'd let you guys know that i went and googled pronunciation for this one very nice She's determined now. She's getting right. <laughs> she's learning German too. Learning German. We'll just call every time it's another language. She's learning German. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is not so, going to okay. be French. <laughs> From Boise. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yes. a British dish. So there's nothing else French to say. I had actually done the mushrooms in advance. So I whizzed them up yeah. in my food processor. I just had those little brown button mushrooms and portobello okay Um, but i think you could use any kind of mushrooms that you like right they had recommended that you could go go crazy with the mushroom any kind of wild ramsey was kind of vague on the mushroom part wasn't he was vague yeah just any old mushroom and you kind of want it to become a paste so i just chopped it all up in my food processor to make it finely kind of minced and then you're just cooking it in a pan until it sweats out all its moisture put some as he says seasoning you guys told me that was like salt. So I put salt yeah. and pepper in there and there's thyme, fresh thyme leaves. Right. And that's it. And as it cooked down, when it was almost looking like it was toward the end, I happened to have some white wine in my fridge, which I personally love with mushrooms. So I threw in like a third of a cup Oh, nice white wine toward the end of it, which smelled like heaven in my <laughs> kitchen. Oh, that's it was so good. Ramsey says, clap. He claps. Clap. I'm not a donkey just yet. Donkey. <laughs> whatever, whatever horrible insult he would think of to call me. <laughs> okay, so you have that done. It's like a paste. So you mean it, it ended up being a paste as it reduced in the pan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a brown. It doesn't look appetizing, but it tastes good. It tastes mm-hmm. damn good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I set that aside and, and then I ended up putting it in the fridge and it sat there like until later on when I wanted to make my Wellington. Can I go back to the mushrooms for a sec? Sorry. I was just, I'm thinking, and I want to ask this question. Didn't you make your dehydrated mushrooms or have you made that mushroom powder yet? I have done that. Yes. 
Did you do it by cooking your mushrooms and dehydrating them? Or did you just dehydrate the mushrooms themselves? I sliced and dehydrated them and then ground them up in the coffee grinder. Could you dehydrate the paste you made? Oh. To, to do what? Like to then use that as a know. powder for the use Wellington, you mean? <laughs> use it in oh, everything. I, see. Okay. <laughs> I suppose you could, because it would have probably a bit more flavor than just the I straight old mushroom. Super duper it tasty. Would. Mm. as like a I don't know specialty something I don't totally. know like sorry seasoning. my little mind I, just kind of wandered it, off there on what that. did uh Gordon Ramsay call it seasoning just seasoning That's the seasoning some seasoning. some seasoning not even a measurement of seasoning just some seasoning that's what these chefs say a little olive oil thyme leaves and some seasoning it's like well figure it out for yourself donkey <laughs> how much do you want to put in there okay <laughs> I think it's you effing donkey but anyway yeah <laughs> No doubt. Okay. So you leave that, you want it just to cool while you're doing your other stuff. I had to set up my station because I was feeling a bit already like, okay, what am I doing? Because I was doing these individual portions. So I've got my puff pastry that had been frozen. I had taken it out of the freezer. So it was room temperature. So what did you put that in the fridge for two hours or something? I kind of took it out this morning and put it in the fridge and left it there until I was ready to use it. Okay. And I ended up using two boxes of the president's choice frozen one that I usually buy. I think I could have rolled it out a little thinner, but you tell me what you think. I think it could have been a little thinner, but it was still good. So you've got first you lay down your prosciutto. I just use parchment paper on my counter. So okay. Stick, okay. And then put your duxel on top. Okay. Like a layer of it. Spread okay. it out. Take your slice of meat if you're doing individual like I did. Brush Dijon mustard all okay. over that piece of meat. I had the super grainy kind. I think any kind of Ooh. like a spicy mustard, any kind of mustard, just it just gives it a little extra something. Yeah. Seasoning. Seasoning, if you will. Some seasoning. Um, does it yeah. does it give you some so, seasoning? Okay, but before you put that, sorry, before you put mm-hmm. that mustard on, you did salt your meat overnight, correct? Oh, I did salt it when I brought it home before okay. I wrapped it up in plastic and put it in the so fridge. So that's like a little summon nose rot tip that we have learned is that when you salt something long enough, a meat long enough, especially overnight, but at least like an hour the longer, yeah. the better. Mm. It actually changes the texture of the meat and and the salt actually absorbs through, which you mm-hmm. could you could really taste that in your beef belly. Oh, good. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did do that. And you can, with the other half of the tenderloin that I bought, I didn't use at all. The other half of it, I also salted, wrapped it up tight, put it in the freezer. So when it comes back out later, it will already have Smart. been salted. Genius. Because I'll forget, right? right? Like. I'll probably forget later. Okay, so we're back. We're, we've got our mustard on there. You put it down okay. on top of your layers. You've got your duck cell and your prosciutto. Wrap mm-hmm. that up so you've kind of got a little package that looks like it's wrapped in prosciutto, right? Mm-hmm. Then you put it down onto your pastry and wrap it up. It just okay. doesn't matter really what it looks like. I saw some beautiful... I thought I yours looked really nice. Yeah, yours was very It pretty. looks oh. kind of like a folded mm-hmm. package, like a... Like a like nicely a Christ- folded a, present. Like a Christmas yes. gift. Exactly. <laughs> there's, if you look up on um, Bon Appetit, I think it is website, There's they do, they do like little ones for parties, like a little tiny no way. beef wellington. And they do a little bow with the pastry. And it looks like it's beautiful little like two bite gift. Like you and mean like, like, um, like a finger food? Like a yeah, bite sized like appetizer. They do like a little, it would be probably two or three bites, but they're just like tiny ones. And they did this little bow with the pastry. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Maybe I could. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I just, 
I've already got dirty hands. And then I thought, no, I'm going to be messing around with it. No, it's like, just wrap that sucker up. It's going to yeah. be good. <laughs> and then before you bake it, brush it with the egg yolk, a little bit of water and salt. Okay. Brush that all over the place. Give it another sprinkle of sea salt if you want, which is what I did. And then in the oven. Mm. And I used my meat thermometer. I put it in the biggest piece that I had. It's hard to get them. They're not going to be uniform exactly, which makes right. it a little tough because your meat is not uniform, right? Um, right? You know, one end is usually bigger than the other end. And so I tried to, I thought maybe I'll just cook ones that are like the same size together. And I went until the thermometer said 160, which according to my thermometer, that was medium. And I took it out a little bit before because I thought it will still be hot mm-hmm. and the pastry looked good. So I yeah. didn't want to overdo and have the pastry too brown or I don't know. It's just so hard mm-hmm. to know what's going on inside of that <laughs> little package. Yeah. So I took it out at, I think it said 148 and then sitting on the counter, it definitely got to 160. So um, I think you have to kind of play with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's how you do it. I mean, it sounds to quote Sarah, sounds super simple, but <laughs> it actually is quite a bit of work and you've got a number of elements to I didn't say it was super simple. I not said this recipe. Okay. Other oh. things. <laughs> like other things. Okay. Other recipes. Because that's that your makes. descriptor in general. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really simple. simple. This is more like a special occasion um dish. I would say it's not a quick You're not making individual wellies for your kids' lunches now? <laughs> <laughs> no. However, you can freeze it. So before oh. you bake it, wrap oh, up okay. your little packages don't put the egg wash on just get to the point where they're wrapped before you bake it because as we're talking about the meat being irregular shape toward the end I had like kind of weird little shape there's kind of bunny guys at the end hey and I was low on a couple things so it was like I didn't have quite enough get lots of prosciutto because you're going to eat it anyways probably Mm -hmm. it's easy to run out from the package so little these little irregular shaped ones and some of them had mushrooms some of them had prosciutto oh gotcha okay they didn't have both because I was trying to spread my stuff and those ones I didn't bake I wrapped them up tight in plastic and put them in a ziploc bag and I put them in the freezer and I'm gonna pull them out like at Christmas and bake them for lunch and I'll see how they've held up in the freezer I'll let you know that sounds great oh and my kids also claim they didn't don't like mushroom and when they smelled it cooking, they were like, oh, it's a horrible smell in the kitchen that I was salivating over because I thought it smelled like heaven. And yeah. they were like, ew, what is that? So I did theirs without mushroom, just wrapped in prosciutto and mustard. Okay. Um, and I'm going to see what nice. they say because the bite that they tried of mine earlier, they were yeah. loving and it had mushroom in it and they didn't know that. So they didn't know that because it's umami. No. Because they don't pick it out. It doesn't look like a mushroom. No. Children of the world, mushrooms are flavor sponges. Whatever you put them with, they absorb the flavor. So don't complain to me that you don't like the taste of mushrooms because the mushroom only tastes like the delicious butter and garlic and onions mm. that I cooked it with. I can see if it's just just a raw mush, white mushroom oh, yeah. that's in a salad or something. Yeah, it doesn't taste like anything. It's not really. So anyway, you can sneak that in there. If you have people who don't like mushrooms, they might not even know. But don't, you know, if they're allergic. You don't want to. <laughs> okay, Heather. <laughs> okay, if Thanks they're allergic. clarifying. <laughs> you don't want to bring up the EpiPen when you're uh, enjoying so your welly. What Three Kitchens podcast said. <laughs> Then you can sneak, sneak it in, it even in if there. you're definitely allergic. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, I'd like to okay. hear what how you enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a 
more than medium well done <laughs> agreed um, and so i was a little bit like oh no like you know this is going to be tough but it was a tenderloin and the thing about it is i never buy tenderloin because it's not my favorite cut of meat but however she had the tell me what that is called because i'm going to call it bruschetta for some reason prosciutto she had the fat from the prosciutto and the flavor from the mushrooms in that meat and then the meat was still tender even mm-hmm. though it was more than medium cooked and it was so good and which makes me happy because now I'm not worried about overcooking this. Yes, I agree although I'm with you I would have taken it out sooner had right. I been able to see it. Right? <laughs> right? Or like just having bigger pieces would have made the doneness maybe closer to what we're imagining just Perhaps. because you cooked it and, in and I'm imagining pieces, it right? to Gordon Ramsay's uh, little rants and the pictures and him throwing it in the garbage as soon as you dropped it off my husband started following me and saying well am I gonna have part of that and then with his like puppy dog eyes and I'm like oh my god I guess and so I gave him half so I got to cut it yes. and then I, I looked in it and it was a little pink in the center that's exactly what we did yeah <laughs> it was a little bit more than medium. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Honestly, I do not usually like a steak that well done, but this was, I don't think I would want it any less well done. I think Ooh, it was perfect. Ah. It was warm. It was like lots of flavor. It was, it was clearly so tender. salted like, overnight. Uh, mm-hmm. So tender. And, mm-hmm. and you said that you wish the pastry were thinner. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I think because the one oh, that I had, when I cut it open, I could see just a little bit like where the pastry didn't look totally done. Not that it was raw, mm. but you know, it yeah. wasn't like flaky all the way through. And I, so mm-hmm. I thought maybe it's a bit thick, although I didn't complain when I was scarfing it down. Like yeah, it, it certainly good. tasted great. And so. with the mashed potato it was delicious yes. actually. Yeah. It was really nice with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal. You dropped it off at my house and I was like, okay, leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I want She's to like, okay, this. see you later. All I right, thought she was yeah, just busy bye. in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I was also busy in the kitchen, but then I was busy in the kitchen and hungry and had food pre-made delivered to my door. Best timing, in my opinion. Okay, good. good. I was super duper hungry. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of cooking, which makes me hungrier. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed my husband and said, the wellies here. We've been calling it your welly and making a yeah. bunch of really inappropriate jokes. So, you know, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so we chopped it in half so that it was, you know, we're only children. So we have to make sure that it's chopped exactly in half. <laughs> you have more. Why yeah. does she have more? Yeah. So I, I got to cut it in half. Dan shows the first piece. <laughs> and <laughs> my <God. laughs> That's how it goes for my kids. Yeah, That's exactly. a sibling thing, not an only child <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it never became part of my life until I was an older adult. So <laughs> yeah, well, they're both only children, so they don't know anything about this, right? Yeah, so I know. It's exactly. hard for them. Yeah. It's it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I talk like I'm not an only child. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Sarah knows too well. It's so good, Heather. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't eat it fast enough or my husband finished his half really quick and then was like trying to steal pieces of mine. And I was like, are you out of your mind? I will mm-hmm. stab you with this fork mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. get a piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mashed potatoes were delicious. I, I agree. It was the right amount of pastry on there. Yeah. It Good. wasn't perfectly okay. flaky as it got, was in contact with the meat, mm-hmm. but whatever. 
it was I mean, still, I guess it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be, right? No. Because you have moisture and the the yeah, what's touching it? The prosciutto is what's yeah. the barrier between the pastry and everything it's else. Not and soggy. there's fat in there. Right? Exactly. Like there's fat in prosciutto. So it's yeah. not gonna be crisp all the way. Fat yeah. is good, guys. Fat and then oh yeah. Food. And Look, sometimes, you know, when someone bakes a pastry type thing and the bottom gets too hot and then it's hard to cut through it because I can say you did not do that at all. Yeah. It was like, tender. It was so it, easy to cut it through. It was so easy to get through. There was no like, sometimes I've made pies and pastries that I'm like cutting all the way through. And then I'm like, why isn't it separating? And you have to like really get the knife in there and like almost snap yes. it to make it break because the bottom gets so hot. No, none of that. Oh. It was beautifully done. It was on the tray, like bubbling around them all. And I thought, oh no, is it going to be like soggy on the bottom? But it was it's no. so, it was the weirdest, kind of weird when you think. Oh, you like, British people. How You're it all cooks together. Small. And yeah, I mean, you can go wrong with meat tricks? wrapped in pastry. You really, no. you just. And when you no, throw you in mushrooms and prosciutto, oh no, no problem. And where did you get your meat? I was going <laughs> to ask you. I went to Costco. You went to Costco. Okay. Yes. And I got a big, I got the smallest of all the pieces that I could find. The smallest, ma- smallest, massive piece. Yes. Cause they're so mm-hmm. big there. Mm-hmm. Cause it's Costco. Um, I, it's Costco sized. Yes. But that means I have another giant piece in my freezer that I can. And I was thinking, I don't think I could make it any other way now because I love this so much. I just yes, like, no. why would I make ten- What else am I going to do with that tenderloin? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. This is how it has to be. Well, Heather, thank you. I know now what I'm going to do for Christmas because this has been Mm -hmm. my husband's um, request for the past few years. Maybe this year I'll, I'll make the uh, Christmas Mm -hmm. wellies. Yeah. Yeah. My husband was like, I can't believe Heather went and made this. I came up with this. And I was like, what? You did not invent the beef Wellington. He's like, I invented meat wrapped in bread. And I was Mm. like, "Uh, uh, (laughs) okay, just eat your piece. And (laughs) Sometimes you just Delusional. nod. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just know that, Sarah, if you make it, it's going to be beautiful. Like, there's going to be some design. There's yes. going to be some fancy thing going on. Take a Can't picture. See it. Mm-hmm. Take a picture. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, I think that is totally something I'm going to have to make yeah. first at some point. Erin, if you want to go in on a big, massive piece <laughs> of tenderloin, let me know. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to make a trip to Costco. Let me check my freezer. Well, thank you, Heather. Thank you for second dinner. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. I don't think Gordon would have yelled at me. Maybe for my technique, no. but not for my end result. It so I feel pretty good about it. A donkey. You passed the donkey <laughs> test. <laughs> I don't think I majorly. What is this? I can't do the accent, but I just remember this episode where you're oh, like, what this? is this? It was like something like just unrecognizable. All right. Thank you for listening, people. Thank Listeners. you for dinner. Go make yourself a welly. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Santa says make beef Wellington for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.